It is February 6th. It is Tuesday. And the quote of the day comes from Marsha Evans, Executive Director of Girl Scouts of America. You can have unbelievable intelligence. You can have connections. You can have opportunities fall out of the sky. But in the end, hard work is the true enduring characteristic of successful people. And that is the quote of the day. Have a good one. Today's horoscope by Linda C. Black Astrology for Tuesday, February 6th. Aries, review your shared resources to update budgets and plans. Meditation helps you see things differently. Prioritize love and harmony. Live simply and save. Taurus, discover unforeseen opportunities with your partner. Listen, learn, and stick up for your interests without trampling anyone. Minimize risks and share the load. Gemini, your past work reflects you well. Keep putting your heart into it. Practice makes perfect and your skills keep growing. Physical action gets results. Cancer, focus on the fun factor. Practice your favorite hobbies, sports, and pastimes. Someone nearby is looking nice. Take a chance on a fine romance. Leo, get into a domestic project and discover a lovely solution. Tend your garden lovingly and it flowers. Beauty gets revealed in surprising ways. Virgo, creative inspiration abounds. Let go of a preconception and try new ideas. Profit from your imagination and communicative abilities. Music pleases your muses. Libra, unforeseen opportunities for extra income present themselves. Keep batteries charged and expenses to a minimum. Hop into high gear and figure out the numbers later. Scorpio, take charge for a cause that stirs your heart. Use your confidence and power to make a difference. Unplanned moments of synchronicity reveal their treasures. Sagittarius, you're especially sensitive and intuitive. Listen, observe, and consider. Review past accomplishments and dream up an inspiring future. Follow your heart to find your objective. Capricorn, social networking builds valuable connections. Enjoy parties, conferences, and gatherings. Participate in a shared cause for satisfying results. Discover unimagined generosity. Pay it forward. Aquarius, career opportunities take focus. Consider what you want in detail. Provide excellent service with a smile. Someone who can help is watching. And Pisces, the open road sings to you. Can you mix business and pleasure? Design your dream trip. Discover unimagined beauty off the beaten path. And these are your horoscopes for February 6th. Hope you're having a great day. Today in Rock, February 6th, Elvis Presley's father, Vernon, is released from the Parchman Farm Penitentiary after serving eight months of a three-year sentence for altering a check from $4 to $40. 1960, 27-year-old Jesse Belvin, who scored a 1956 hit with Good Night, My Love, is killed in an auto accident in Hope, Arkansas. His wife and the car's driver 
also died of their injuries. The three were trying to make a fast getaway from the first ever mixed-race audience pop concert in the town of Little Rock after threats had been made against Belvin's life. The accident remains a contentious point, with many suspecting foul play. 1965, the Righteous Brothers led the U.S. hit parade with You've Lost That Lovin' Feeling. According to the RIAA, the song has now been played on U.S. radio stations over 8 million times, more than any other record in history. In 1971, A Rare Feet, a country song, crossed over to the pop charts and became the best-selling single in America when Lynn Anderson's Rose Garden climbed to the top of the cash box hit parade. 1981, Hugo Montenegro, who's best remembered for scoring a number two hit with the instrumental theme to Clint Eastwood's movie The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, died of emphysema. He was 55. 1987, Sonny Bono declares his candidacy for mayor of Palm Springs, which he later wins. 1988, Dusty Springfield returns to U.S. Top 10 for the first time in 19 years with a duet with the Pet Shop Boys called What Have I Done to Deserve This? 1990, over 200 women filed court actions against Chuck Berry, alleging he'd been secretly filming them in the toilets of the restaurant he owned. Barry claimed that he had the camera installed to catch an employee who was suspected of stealing. Although the charges were never proven in court, Barry agreed to settlement with 59 women that cost him over $1.2 million in legal fees and awards. 1995, after experiencing a succession of violent headaches, Spandau Ballet's Martin Kemp has an emergency operation in London to remove a brain tumor. 1996, former Millie Vanilli member Rob Pilatus was hospitalized after a man hit him over the head with a baseball bat in Hollywood, California, while the singer was allegedly attempting to steal the man's car. 1998, surrounded by his family, Carl Wilson, lead guitarist and vocalist for the Beach Boys, died of lung cancer at the age of 51. Although Brian Wilson and Mike Love were featured on many of the band's biggest hits, it was Carl's voice that took the lead on God Only Knows, Good Vibrations, Wild Honey, and I Can Hear Music. 2001, Eagles guitarist Don Felder receives a phone call from manager Irving Azoff, who tells him that the rest of the band has decided to go on without you. A shocked Felder will spend the next few days pleading for another chance, but will be rebuffed, and soon after, he will receive his official termination notice. 2003, a British documentary on Michael Jackson airs on ABC TV's 2020. 2007, Frankie Lane suffers complications after hip replacement surgery and dies at the age of 93. Most known for singles including Moonlight Gambler and Love is a Golden Ring, which hit number 10 in 1957. 2010, Michael Jackson's personal physician, Dr. Conrad Murray, was charged with involuntary manslaughter in an attempt by L.A. prosecutors to prove he caused the pop star's death. February 6th of the same year, Barbara Streisand turned down a $100 million offer to appear at a Las Vegas hotel for a three-year run. Instead, the 67-year-old singer opted for a summer tour of the United States. 2011, Gary Moore, guitarist for the influential Irish rock band Thin Lizzy, was found dead in his hotel room in Spain following a suspected heart attack. He was 58.
2015, Jamaicans celebrated the 70th anniversary of the birth of Bob Marley with a free concert on the Kingston waterfront and a jam session at Marley's former home. The reggae legend died of cancer on May 11, 1981, in a Florida hospital at the young age of 36. In 2016, Dan Hicks, leader of Dan Hicks and the Hot Licks, passed away at the age of 74 after a long battle with liver cancer. And this is your day in rock, February 6th. Have a good one. Okay, so one of my very favorite bands is the Foo Fighters. And today on Blabbermouthnet, we have an article released that the Foo Fighters ban odd assortment of items from concerts. So I just have to share this with you because... This band has such a great sense of humor. According to the Pulse of Radio, Foo Fighters are having fun with their tour requirements again, this time posting a list of prohibited items at their shows that features some decidedly suspect inclusions. While sensible items like glass containers and weapons make the list, also barred from the Foo Fighters shows are such items as any pencils that aren't number two. Issues of Cream Magazine that do not mention Ted Nugent, derogatory press clippings about Shania Twain, and more such nonsense. Leg warmers, unflattering photos of Ryan Seacrest, and almond milk also make the list, the latter being the strangest since Foo Fighters leader Dave Grohl enjoys the stuff. On a 2015 North American tour, the group banned eight random items, including frisbees, copies of Boys Life magazine, uncured meats, weapons that may have been used on the show Vikings, selfie sticks, drones, and wallet chains. The Foo Fighters are known for the weirdly hilarious tour riders put together by road manager Gus Brandt, who famously designed a 2011 rider to look like a children's activity book complete with coloring book pages, drawings of all the Foo Fighters, a word hunt for catering don'ts, a maze to get guitarist Chris Shiflett to the catering area, a which of these items belongs in the salad puzzle, and more. Foo Fighters bassist Nate Mendel told the Pulse of Radio a while back it took the band some time to get used to large venues. It wasn't anything we really thought about, and then there was a little bit of change when we, right around 2000, opened up for the Red Hot Chili Peppers for a few months and played in arenas and figured out how to do it, he said. Because we've been playing in theaters, and you have to kind of play differently. And Dave grew as a frontman, and we grew as a band, and then it became something like, oh, wow. This is fun. Maybe we could do this. And then it took a couple more records before it was something we could do on our own. But it feels all right now. It feels good. I would hope at this point, guys, you're feeling good. Foo Fighters will perform at the Brit Awards in London on February 21st before heading to South America for a short tour. After that, the Foo Fighters kick off a new North American run on April 18th in Austin, Texas, with dates throughout the spring, summer, and fall. And I really hope I get to a show, but probably won't, because probably all the tickets in my area are sold out already. So 
you know, I don't really like concerts that much anymore anyway because of all the security stuff, because of all of the crap. It's just like I would like to go, but I don't know if I'd like to go that much. The parking, I don't know. It's just it's too much. It's too much. I do like going to smaller venues now, like the Beacon Theater in New York and even like the Mohegan Sun Casino Theater is really nice. I like a more intimate experience with the performers, I guess. I'm done with the arena thing. I mean, I did it. I was a kid. I like the arenas, but, you know, I feel like, eh, not so much anymore. You spend the time watching the video. And I'm like, geez, I could really be doing that at home for a lot less money. So, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense anymore for me. I just don't think of the, you know, those stadiums. Even, like, the ball games. I'm like, eh. You know, I can watch it at home on TV. I guess that's part of getting older. You just you just don't want to go out from your nest. It's really not that good because you really should be going out. But anyway, all right, Foo Fighters. Can't wait for you to tour. We love you. Bye. Okay, so the other thing I want to talk about is what the hell is up with Amtrak? Oh my God. So I'm just sitting here. I'm looking at the headlines, and they're saying a high-speed Amtrak train bound for Penn Station broke apart as it was cruising through Maryland on Tuesday. And apparently... The 2150 Acela was traveling from Washington, D.C. to the Big Apple when the incident happened at about 6.30 a.m. And the train was traveling at about 125 miles per hour, according to the source. Oh, God? Are you kidding? Amtrak? What the hell? And this article goes on to say, you know, that blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that, but there were no injuries. Oh, my God, thank you that there were no injuries. And then they're like, and the incident happened just two days after an Amtrak train traveling from South Carolina slammed into the back of a freight train, killing two workers. And the week before, an Amtrak train carrying several members of Congress slammed into a garbage truck in Virginia. Okay, well... The only thing I can say here that might be a positive thing is that bad things usually happen in threes, so maybe it's over now for Amtrak for a little while. How insane is that? 125 miles an hour and the train comes apart. Hello, Amtrak, get your shit together. All right, well, that's it. I just wanted to share that with you because... It just freaked me out, so I thought maybe it would freak you guys out, too. Okay, bye. Hey, and today, from our friends at The Onion, breaking news. Determined circle of friends diligently traces back how they got onto this conversation topic. San Jose, California. Upon suddenly realizing none of them knew the origin of the current conversational subject, 
a determined circle of friends on Tuesday, diligently traced back how their discourse arrived at the topic. I remember we were talking about Ed Harris and how he's in the Truman Show, but how did Connecticut come up? 39-year-old Taylor Clark asked a group of focused friends whose intensive review of the exchange revealed they had listed their favorite sci-fi movies, which led to a discussion of the space program and from there, dream jobs, NASCAR, and which members of the group enjoyed driving. Johnny brought up lunch with his parents, which reminded us of the deli scene in When Harry Met Sally, but I'm uncertain how we started talking about our families in the first place, Gracie had a tangent about vacations, and Zach mentioned going back to Boston for his birthday, which inspired my story about clowns. But weren't we also talking about cooking at one point? At press time, the forensic investigation had been derailed by a discussion of favorite childhood meals. So they're working on it. So stay tuned. Maybe they'll have an update tomorrow. Okay, guys. Also, The Onion... We love The Onion. They uh, released their horoscopes for the week. And, you know, they're, a little, they're just a little bit different. They're just a little bit different from Linda Black. And um, maybe I could just go through them really quickly here with you guys. So Aquarius, buck up. You still have a lot of life ahead of you, even if the good part was over years ago. Pisces. You will fall into a pattern of self-destructive behavior this week when you discover how much fun that sort of thing is. Aries, after a long, sweaty, painful time trying to fix a naughty problem for yourself, you'll finally admit defeat and call in a real thoracic surgeon. Taurus, you'll become frustrated and depressed when, after approaching beautiful women with the corny line, I must paint you, you find it actually works like a charm. Gemini, a horrifying incident with a knife thrower, a chainsaw juggler, and a fire eater will result in a grievous bodily harm, although it's kind of a surprise that it mostly involves being hit by a bus. Cancer, the stars are sorry, but someone has already thought of starting a band with two of each instrument in it. It wasn't all that great an idea then either. Leo, you aren't the first person to try to change someone after falling in love, but you might be the first to try to unfold that someone into a robot. Virgo, the powers that be will get back to you on that pesky legal matter with the news that they're sorry, but you can't be officially recognized as the first blind person to drive across North America if you put out your eyes just, be just before you cross the finish line. And Libra, some will say the world will end in ice, some fire. However, the end of your personal world will be most notable for banal remarks on the humidity. Okay. While it's true there is no plumbing depth, Scorpio, of the human heart, you'll come up with some novel ideas about its heating and electrical wiring. Sagittarius, your theory that there are only two types of people in the world won't go over well with the only survivor of this week's global thermonuclear holocaust. Capricorn, you've always considered yourself a belt and suspenders type, but... All everybody else seems to focus on is your lack of pants. Hmm. Wow. 
There's a lot of wisdom in this. Hope you guys sort it all out. Hopefully some of us will be back here next week for The Onion Weekly Horoscope.